For all of Gabriel's show dates and ticket links go to gabrielrutledge.com. Or don't. If you would like to support this podcast by subscribing for $5 a month, click the Substack link in the episode notes. You won't get any extra episodes, but Gabriel will think warm thoughts about you. And now it's time for the drive home with Gabriel Rutledge. Play the royalty-free hip-hop music. Now here's your host, Gabriel. You ever do something so dumb where you're like, I... How do I get through life? As a person. Being this stupid. I was at a show, just did a show in Berrien, Washington. And, uh... There was a guy there who I know, kind of. He's my Facebook friend, and I could not remember his name. And so I said, hey, I know how I'll figure out his name. I'll go on Facebook and learn it. Well, if you don't know someone's name, you can't search for it on Facebook. You can't just open up Facebook and be like, maybe I'll see a picture of him. Anyway, I figured it out. I guess it's like saying, like, Hey, Siri. Who's this guy standing next to me? You know, that won't work. Anyway, not a bad little Tuesday. I felt, you know, uh, there was like a very generous audience member. It was a very small room. Um, I mean, it was sold out, technically, but I think that's probably 25, 30 people. Small room. Uh, But a guy bought a book from me after the show. And you can too. It's on Amazon. It's called uh, There's No Fucking Way You're Getting a Pony. It's actually very hard to search for because it has swearing in it. But, I, you know, it's got the symbols. I sell them for 20 The guy gave me a 50 and goes, keep it. I was like, oh, thanks. That's very nice of you. And then he comes back a few minutes later and he's like, can I get another book? And I go, yeah, just take another one. Because he already, you know from what you already paid me. Just take another one. And he's like, nope. And he gave me another 50. He bought two books for $100. And, uh, generous? Yeah. Also, I am obligated to give that man a blowjob if he wants. I'm not saying I want to. I'm just saying with the money that exchanged hands... mouths might have to get involved. I just got back from Vegas yesterday. Uh, I was at L.A. Comedy Club. Why is there an L.A. Comedy Club in Las Vegas? I don't know. Is there a Las Vegas Comedy Club in Los Angeles? I don't think so. But it would make as much sense. I was at the Strat, formerly the Stratosphere, And, uh, it was fun, you know, Monday to Sunday is a long week, 
I was doing the 8 o'clock show. But man, that casino was nice. But that neighborhood was uh, downright terrifying. Uh, Apparently, it's in the homeless district. I mean, they don't say that on a sign or anything, but... Just walking around getting food and stuff. I mean, I saw... I saw an on-foot police chase. Of course, just a bunch of people passed out in the middle of sidewalks. A guy sort of like... I saw a guy, you know, I'm, you know, you've probably seen it if you live in a city. Sort of like just hunched over, ball standing, but like maybe asleep. I don't know. I think fentanyl does that to you. I saw him, went to a restaurant, came back. 45 minutes to an hour later, he's in the same position. If you told me you would give me $1 million or $100 for two books. If you told me you would give me $1 million if I stayed in that position for an hour, I could not do it. 18 minutes in, I'd have cramps, I'd be in deep shit. I also saw a fully nude woman. I don't... She wasn't nude for long. Well, I mean, she... I don't know how long she was nude, but she hadn't been nude for long because I... I saw her clothes around her feet and she was, like, kicking her underwear down the sidewalk. Just, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm going to guess 55-year-old woman. Totally nude. Everyone's just sort of walking around her. Oh, my God. I like this casino. Uh, The neighborhood is interesting. (laughs) (laughs) else taking a trip to Walgreens in fear for your fucking life like I <laughs> Holy shit! I just wanted some water. I'm like, am I in a documentary? What's happening here? <laughs> I saw a totally new woman. This... <laughs> but not the kind you want to see. You know what I mean? This ain't the podcast to talk about it, but uh, this country's not doing so good. Getting a little rough around the edges. And, uh, you know, I think it's mostly because of fentanyl. So I guess I'll try some and report back. Tell you how flexible I become. But, man, I remember when I went to Pakistan, which was like 2016, 17, 18. I can't remember. One of those years. And... The difference between the haves and have-nots in uh, Pakistan is it's pretty staggering. It's pretty like, you know, high-rise buildings next to rubble, next to desperate poverty. And 
you know, I think my thought was at that time, I remember, I think I wrote this in a book that is not out yet, but I said, like, when you, in America, you see a homeless person and you think, well, I hope they can somehow get help for their drug or alcohol problem or somehow get treatment for their mental illness. In Pakistan, you saw homeless people and you were like, I hope they at least have drugs. But I have to say, since that time that I can't remember, 26, 27, eh, 2018, I think it was. Since that time, the difference between Pakistan and America has become a little less as far as that goes. Street life is rough in every major city. Some are better than others. It seems to be worse in the places that are like more, you know, this isn't a political commentary, but the more programs you have to help people, the worse it seems to be. Uh, obviously, we've always had homeless people. I mean, Las Vegas specifically has a whole underground homeless population. There's like an underground, there's a documentary about it even. There's like hundreds, if not thousands of people who live under the earth in Las Vegas. They got a whole little society down there. Uh, but it's different, right? It's different. I mean, you used to walk past someone who was like sleeping on a bench or sleeping in a sleeping bag in a storefront things like that and you still do but now you walk past people that look dead just splayed out in the middle of the sidewalk and you're like I don't are they dead should I check probably not but Jesus Christ I mean being homeless because of your alcohol problem almost seems cute now Sounds like you're a hobo who hops the train or some shit. It's way beyond that. Anyway, Las Vegas was fun. I don't know if I'm going to make that. Well, I, I think I'll probably be back to that club at some point. Uh, it was a good time. Uh, you know, it's funny, though, because... Well, a lot of the Las Vegas clubs either give you food vouchers or you get to uh, eat in their employee dining, and uh, that is not the case at the L.A. Comedy Club. They don't get that from the casino, and it's so funny because I, I, I was like, I felt the expense of that all week, but the funny thing is I don't. Like, when I go to Tucson, I never think, oh, the club's not even paying for all of my meals. But for some reason in Vegas, I feel like it's owed to me. So the whole week I'm buying lunches and dinners like, oh, man, I can't believe I have to pay for this like I normally do out in the world all the time. But uh, anyway, it doesn't pay as well as some of the other clubs I work in Vegas. So, 
uh, I'll probably work there again, but I can't be, you know, I can't make it like a, a first priority. That's hard for me to do. That's, uh, if you know me at all, you know I have trouble saying no. But if you offer me fentanyl, I will say no thank you. That's the kind of plight I am. Nah, I'm good. Just had some. I just fentanyl before I got over here. I wish I knew you guys were doing it. I would have done it with you. Ah, next time, text me. Like, I just... I just canceled my Dubai trip. Actually, a couple weeks ago. I was going to go to Dubai in August. And I didn't want to because it's, uh, you know, it's like a 12, 13-day trip total. The money's not great. And then I looked up on one of my old calendars what the money actually is because I did it in 2020. 2020. No. 2021. I think I did it in 2021. And at that time, I wasn't really doing anything else. So I said yes. And, you know, it was also kind of stressful because if I... That was back when you had to test negative to get on a plane and to get back on a plane. And so I was worried that if I got COVID in Dubai... Uh, I would have to stay there and quarantine somehow until I could get back on a plane. And, you know, Dubai ain't the kind of place where you can price line a Super 8 hotel for a week. It's, you know, that would have been bad. But I looked up in my old calendar like, what, what does that pay? And the number I thought it paid was way more than it actually paid. And look, they have to pay to fly you over there. It's a huge, long, expensive flight. I get all that. But you really do it for the experience. And so I was like, oh, okay. I can't. I got to cancel now while it's still several months away. Very hard for me to do. Very hard for me to, like, let people down. Very hard for me. I'm like, well, I said I'd do it. But the reality is, even if, even if the people who booked me in Dubai, even if they hate me and curse my name and never work me again, who cares? I don't need to go to Dubai. Not for that money. So I canceled. And then I immediately booked something else in Vegas that doesn't even pay that great, but still pays much better uh, than I was going to make in Dubai so yeah I mean again this is all secret information you guys but it's hard it's hard because that's my personality that's how I was brought up and all that but it's also hard because I'm a comedian and in the so long in your comedy career you just say yes to everything because you're so desperate for opportunities it's um you don't get good at comedy. Like in the beginning, if someone says, hey, I'll pay you $100 to open for me six hours from here, 
you don't go like, well, that's actually after gas and everything. That's like no money. Why would I do that? That makes no sense. If you have that attitude, you're never going to get good at comedy. You have to kind of look at it like it's an internship a little bit. A poorly paid internship. And it's really hard to turn that off. It's really hard to be like, when someone wants you, when a club says to me, I will book you. We want you. And then the money's not very good. It's so hard for me to go, no. But I have to at this point in my life. Because I have a bunch of other places to work that pay better. So, uh, I'm doing that. I mean, Dubai is fun. Also, it was in August. It would have been, uh, you know, about 118 degrees there. Of course, I'll be in Vegas in August now, and then will also be 118 degrees. But marijuana is legal there. And in Dubai, if they catch you with marijuana, you do at least four years in jail. So, some things are different. Dubai doesn't have homeless people. Probably because they collect them all and ship them to Vegas. But Dubai's scary because of what you don't see. Dubai is like, what do you do with the poor people here? canceled Dubai and they were like yeah totally get it let's do 2024 and part of me was like okay like oh wait I'm so I can do it again so I can cancel again I have a bunch of Vegas this summer and uh, I've been thinking about how hot it's gonna be because now it's great to go to Vegas it was like 75 degrees every day when I was there it was amazing taking long walks in the sunshine every day. My hair's getting lighter. Someone online commented to one of my videos, uh, if you're gonna dye your hair, you gotta dye your beard. So it matches. I don't, I'm not dying any of this stuff. Someone else commented. Same video. Someone else commented. You should get your eyebrows done. It would really complete your look. What? What is my obligation? Why is everyone commenting on my physical appearance? What am I, a woman? Leave me alone. Also, you... Yeah, I don't get my eyebrows professionally done. But if you think this is what my natural eyebrows would look like, you're mistaken. First of all, I have two of them. That's only due to my landscaping. I trim my eyebrows all the time. Not to everyone's satisfaction, apparently. I don't need this kind of shit. I just sold out a room of 25 people in Berrien. Before I went to Vegas, I did a show in Enumclaw, uh, which was great because that was like a... 
a theater that uh, a door deal, as we say in the biz, uh, meaning I get you know a cut of the ticket sales. Like uh, I produced it. Well, I have a guy who produces it for me and takes some of my money. But we got 200 people uh, to come see us in Edom Club. Well, okay, 197. I was going to round up. One hundred ninety-five of those people were great. There was one very drunk man uh, making a lot of comments right in the front. I gave up. I got the glasses. Look, I like a lady in glasses. I think that's a sexy look. Okay. Sure. I wasn't going to put occupation to it, but sure, we could say secretary. <laughs> you watch old porn, sir. <laughs> Who she fuck, the milkman? Uh, and then even worse than that, there was a lady who just, like every joke... was a reason for her to make a comment or to guess a punchline some people watch comedy shows like it's a like it's a game show like guess that punchline you know it, what are you doing if you have those thoughts keep them in your head i told her to be quiet at one point uh and then later in the show uh, of course, you know, she had the perfect timing, perfectly terrible timing. I was doing a joke that kind of takes a little bit of a pause. There's a pregnant pause before the punchline. And, of course, she just yells out her own shit. And I'm going to be honest. I ended up getting a lot madder at her than I normally get at an audience member. I usually keep it pretty friendly. Uh, but yeah, I did end up telling her to fuck off. Fellas in the room, if you ever, during sex, happen to arrive before you wish you would have, or perhaps the other person in the room wishes you would have, if you ever suffer from the injustice that is known as premature ejaculation. The classiest thing you can say afterwards Thank is that, man, shut the fuck up. You gotta stop. You gotta stop yammering on the whole fucking show. Bless you. Thank you. Bless you, Master. Sir, sit with her. I can keep an eye on both of you. You, do you have it in you to not interrupt the rest of the show, or is that just not going to happen? <laughs> it depends. Well, here's a, here's a one tip about comedy. If I'm pausing, it's because there's a fucking punchline coming. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing pretty well, so fuck off.
And then every year, uh, every time I've ever worked Enumclaw, Enumclaw is a little infamous for a not great reason. Uh, <laughs> someone in Enumclaw had sex with a horse and died. Uh, and it made, like, national news. Which it tends to do when a horse fucks a man to death. If it bleeds, it leads. All right. I should take that out. But it was like a big national case. There was a documentary that I'm never going to watch. But yeah, a guy had sex with a horse and he didn't claw it and ended up dying. And every time I go to Enumclaw, I say to myself, I'm not going to bring that up. And then every time it, it comes up or I bring it up. And when shit got weird with this lady and I actually got mad at her, I'm like, I guess it's time to bring it up. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> She's not from Enumclaw. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's what they said about the horse thing, too. Uh, I didn't want to bring it up, but we had a weird moment and I panicked. Okay, uh, <laughs> But isn't that something, isn't You guys are like, that wasn't Uniqlaw City Limits. Is that like, true or not true? Oh, it was you like, no, that was us. <laughs> no, I'm not asking who was there, sir. Good Lord. Are you Googling secretary or secretariat? <laughs> I'm not done, I just impressed myself a little bit. <laughs> oh, oh, that was worth not doing the premature ejaculation joke. Oh. You're from Graham? Okay. Uh, <laughs> you didn't close up, yeah, we knew. <laughs> anyway. Should I do the advice or not? I think it's too late. Okay, I'll okay. If you ever suffer from premature ejaculation, the best thing you can say afterwards is. Is it Groundhog Day? We just gotta do the same thing? Did you Google secretary or secretariat, sir? We're back. The whole thing. I did do an actual mic drop, too. I actually dropped the mic. But, you know, I was only like 25 minutes into the show. It's less cool when you do a mic drop and then you just pick it up again and keep talking. Still a good show. Still made some money. Uh, and I think they actually took that lady out at some point. Uh, the lady from Graham. And uh, I think she was more than drunk. I think, uh, I don't know what was going on, but... Probably fentanyl. I mean, I 
I told you before that the people amount of people passing out at comedy shows <laughs> for me at least is way up. It's still not a lot, but like I I think three or four in the past year. I think some of that is that's probably fentanyl too. Because it's in shit that people don't know about. Apparently, you know, it's in cocaine. It's in painkillers. The the painkillers that are like, you know, off-brand or whatever. If they start finding traces of fentanyl in Jameson, I'm in deep shit. Prince died of fentanyl. Tom Petty had fentanyl in his system when he died. Uh, that guy from The Wire died because he did coke that had fentanyl. David Bowie, that was cancer. Fentanyl cancer. If you do cocaine, I've never done cocaine. Um, is almost 50 when you start? No, probably not. But if you do cocaine, you gotta be like, now ain't the time, right? I mean, I would, you know, I like Jameson and Michelob Ultras, but I would like to think if people were dropping dead because they've been accidentally overdosed because of fentanyl in your Michelob Ultra, I think I'd back off. I think I'd be like, well, that's not worth it. I was talking to some comics at the L.A. Comedy Club. How L.A. is the L.A. Comedy Club? We were talking about cocaine. That's pretty fucking L.A. And they were like, like, yeah, like parties and stuff. You're like, you kind of like make sure other people do it first. Like back when royalty, like the king and queen would have a taste tester to eat all the food first and see if they died. And I don't want to be like a grandpa. I don't want to be like an old fuddy-duddy. I don't want to be old youth group Gabriel, but like... Yeah, I make sure someone does the coke before I do, and then I figure it's okay. (laughs) Just don't do it, man. I mean, if it was me, I'd be like, oh my god, you guys are doing coke? I just... Why didn't you call me? I just did coke before I came over here. Text me next time. I would. I'm just so full of coke already. In school and in youth group, they would warn us about peer pressure. I was a little overblown though I've never been anywhere in my life where like sure I've turned down drinks before and people have been like come on you pussy or whatever but like they made it seem like if you turned down drugs someone was going to hold a gun to your head and be like you have to do it I've never run into that in my life I've never
I turned down weed so many times. No one's ever been like, do you want a hit of this? And then I'll be like, no. No one's ever been like, are you fucking serious? I thought you were cool. Hey, everybody. Gather around. There's a real dork here who doesn't even smoke weed. What a loser. It's never happened. Anyway, by the grace of God, I haven't had anything to drink in about uh, three days. Uh, also, by the grace of God, I'm probably going to have uh, some Costco whiskey and diet ginger ale when I get home. The old Canadian Kirkland. Actually, I probably won't. Come on, just do it, bro. All right. Uh, not sure what I just talked about. It's okay. I blacked out. I guess the moral of the story is don't do fentanyl. Don't do a lot of fentanyl. I think microdosing fentanyl is fine. It's good for your mental health. <laughs> I know a fair amount of sober people who've told me they microdose mushrooms for like mental health reasons, and I was like, if you were good at microdosing, you wouldn't have been an addict. So careful. Isn't if a little makes you feel good, a lot will make you feel real good? Isn't that how you got in this sober predicament to begin with? Anyway, don't do fentanyl. Don't microdose joy. Goodbye. <laughs>